Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Uh, today I'm going to be discussing the book Untamed. It's a book review. Uh, if you've never read Untamed, it's by Glennon Doyle. I'm going to give you the 10 takeaways from the book. I'm not going to spoil the book if you've never read it, but uh, it's, a, it's a good book with great quotes and great uh, things that you could just easily tweet out is is just powerful and impactful. And I'm excited to share them with you today. Uh, Before we do that, let's take a deep exhale. Okay, wait, that was an inhale. (laughs) Let's take a big inhale. Hold. And then exhale. All right, let's do that one more time. Big inhale. Hold. And exhale. I always feel so much better when I ground myself into my body. And I'm glad that you were a part of that. Uh, Before I get into the 10 takeaways from the book Untamed, which if you have not read the book, Read Love Warrior first because there's a, a through line about her marriage and her relationship that continues on into the second book. And make sure you read both books all the way through. If you're going to go in, go all the way in because you need to hear the full story. Now, do you have to read the first book, Love Warrior, before you read Untamed? No. However, to get the full impact of her story, um, you, you, I would definitely recommend reading Untamed, uh, Love Warrior and then Untamed, which is uh, a memoir of, of Glennon Doyle's life, her marriage. It's about her finding her purpose, her passion, her people, and her potential. And, uh, you know, she's struggling in her you know, love warrior. She's struggling in her, her marriage. Her husband is just cheated and she has a book that she's going to launch love warrior. And, and, you know, the fact that he cheats, uh, messes up the whole scenario, but it's not a book uh, attacking men or shaming men. It's a, it's a book that is specifically, you know, to empower women, but it's a message for all of us. Uh, I, I took so many notes from this book. And so let me get into it. Uh, the first takeaway I got from this book is she says that that, that phrase, no matter what, um, it, it's a sign that we've been disappointed. You know how you'll say, how you, sometimes your parents or a loved one will say, I love you no matter what. And, and it usually means that um, although I, I'm disappointed by your actions or your decisions, I'm going to choose to love you. And her point is that just say, I love you. There's no need for us to add the no matter what. Um, you know, it's kind of like if you, you tell your parents that you're going to marry someone outside your race and they go, well, I love you no matter what. Or if you decide that you're not going to go to college, I love you no matter what. 
it's you're saying I, I'm disappointed in you, and uh, I'm just gonna hold you and breathe through this. Uh, but yeah, just just leave it at the I love you. We, you know, a lot of times we tend to over talk the compliment. We, we give the compliment up front, and then we add a little something at the end that completely negates what was just said. So uh, take off that no matter what. Get that out of your vernacular. Uh, The second takeaway from the book is, can you rest and still feel worthy? This is something I I definitely struggle with uh, because Glennon Doyle was talking about how her wife, Abby, works hard and rests hard. And, and Glennon was finding herself feeling resentful of Abby's ability to just sit on the couch and binge on, um, you know, some reality shows or, or just kind of, you know, just, just kind of check out for a few hours. And she was like, it must be nice for you to just check out for a few hours. And I feel that about myself where, um, you know, Michelle and I are on different schedules and sometimes I'll have a little break and Michelle's still working. And for some reason I feel like, well, I must continue working. I must keep myself busy if she's busy and, and uh, occupied and giving ourselves that space to rest, to nap, to recharge, to daydream, to visualize, to journal or watch a cartoon uh, to laugh out loud. All these different things that allow us to to get a massage, a pedicure, go for a walk on the beach in the middle of the day, take a bath in the middle of your day. So uh, work hard and rest hard because you are worthy and you have done enough. Stop fiddling. Stop. Uh, as Michelle's over here fiddling. I, I, it's, our, it's our little joke, inside joke. Uh, the third takeaway from Glennon Doyle's Untamed is it's not the cruel criticism of those who hate us. It's the quiet concern of those who love us. Oh, that, that was powerful. Um, and I'll, I'll say it again. It's not the cruel criticism of those who hate us. It's the quiet concern of those who love us. And, and she's referring to that, you know, you might have people online that you don't know um, that may disapprove or criticize what you do or some strangers or um, especially you're driving. Sometimes people will honk at you or yell at you. And, and criticize your driving or that, that turn that you made or how slow you're going. But that's not what really affects us. What really affects us, what really uh, leaves a sting, a hurt, um, is the quiet concern. Because sometimes the, the concern can feel like control. It can feel like, um, uh, it feels like conditional love, that quiet concern where I'm just, con- I'm just saying this because I'm so concerned about your welfare and I'm concerned about your future. And so we, a lot of times we try to coax our, um, our, our advice that's been unsolicited, un- unsolicited as, con- I'm just concerned 
about what you're eating and how it's going to affect your health. Um, and so that quiet concern is, is what grates at us and, um, and can uh, uh, chip away at the foundation of our relationship. So if you find yourself being quietly concerned, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, that that's, uh, it's, it hurts, it hurts. Uh, eliminate that from your diet um, and call people out on it. If you, it's like, I hear you. I understand that you're concerned. I appreciate that, uh, but I got it. I got this. It's my life and I'll, I'll figure this out. So, you know, it's an opportunity to stand up for yourself and your decisions and, um, and also to build trust in yourself. Um, the fourth takeaway from Glennon Doyle's Untamed is heartbreak delivers purpose. You'll find your people. Tell me what breaks your heart and I'll tell you your purpose. Um, I thought this was beautiful because a lot of people, a lot of us who are struggling with finding our purpose, finding our mission, uh, finding what lights us up. She says, point me to your heartbreak. What breaks your heart? That, and, and I love that she's specific about heart. She's not talking about what do you think you should, your purpose should be, not what do you think your mission in life should be, but like what truly um, just makes you, you clutch your heart, what touches you. And wherever that is, that's where your purpose is. You know, there, there are people who um, are, are rescuing puppies. They're vegans. Uh, it, it breaks their heart when they watch those videos about the way uh, animals are being treated so they, uh, you know, so they, so that we can eat them. Um, and so it breaks the heart. So they take a stand through their, through their diet and their nutrition and their lifestyle. So look at what breaks your heart. People who want to save the whales or go volunteer in some other country or, uh, you know, people who want to uh, become teachers or some type of service work. Like what truly breaks your heart? Now, I love that also there's a distinguish, there's a, um, it's distinguished from what makes you angry, right? Because a lot of times uh, when we try to do things from anger, then there's ego involved and there's a self-righteousness that's involved. Whereas when we come from a place of, wow, that, that just really breaks my heart to hear that, to see that to be aware of that. Then we're coming from a place of compassion and care and love and, um, and, and vulnerability also, but also, you know, from a, a, there's a, there's a, a, an energy around it that is uh, cooperative versus anger is I'll do this myself, you know? Um, And so, you know, find, find out what breaks your heart and that will guide you towards your life's purpose or at least your purpose in the moment because, you know, what breaks your heart can change. Uh, the fourth takeaway from Glennon Doyle's Untamed, uh, your kids don't need you to save them. 
they need to see you saving yourself. Oh, I really love that. Uh, a lot of times we have people in our lives. It could be kids. It could be uh, uh, our spouse, friends, family. And we think we have to save them. Like that's the way to get them out. When really the truth is, is that they have, when they see us saving ourselves, when they see us loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, then they will start to want to model that behavior. When they see you, uh, you know, eating just enough. I was at um, breakfast this morning with Michelle and, uh, and our friend Angie. And Angie was sitting across from me, and I noticed that Angie did not eat everything off her plate. And it reminded me, because it modeled for me, that I don't have to eat everything on my plate, even though that's how I've been indoctrinated. That's, that's a habit that I've built. That's a message that's been sent to me that you eat everything on your plate so that you're not hungry later. And it's also showing an appreciation to the chef or the cook for uh, what's been placed before you. And it's showing gratitude to God. It's showing thank that you're so thankful for the food that you've eaten. Uh, and so to not eat it is to show that, um, you know, that you're not thankful for it or that the food wasn't good. It's an insult to the cook. And we, we know that when we're talking about self-care, it's not about filling ourselves. It's about fulfilling our purpose. Ah, oh, I love that. That's a, that's a great one. So your kids, the people around you don't need you to save them. Uh, the best thing that we can do is to save ourselves. Go ahead, get that, get that massage, get that manicure, um, you know, drink some water. Uh, go, you know, last night I went for a walk uh, by the beach, which you know, I feel very privileged that I feel safe enough to do that by myself at night. Um, and that also have access uh, to the ocean. Uh, the fifth takeaway from Untamed is, she says, the more I sucked it up, the more booze I sucked down. So th this points to, we, you know, we have these emotions, things that bother us, things that break our heart, uh, words that have been left unsaid. Uh, perhaps we're saying yes to things that we should have said no to, but we felt guilty or ashamed or, you know, we had those shoulds running um, uh, in the background. And so when, when you hear those shoulds, that's the time to, to sit with yourself and be with yourself um, and, and not suck it up. Like life is, uh, you know, what is it? Pain. Uh, is evident suffering is optional like you know you don't have to suck it up you have to you know what she say uh because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna suck things down right you're gonna um, go to alcohol food drugs uh tv you're gonna you're gonna consume things that aren't uh beneficial to your body to your goals to your vision um, and when we are sucking things down because we've sucked it up, um, it disconnects us from our purpose and the people around us. So, you know, find a way to say no to things, find a way to set boundaries around what is and isn't acceptable for you in terms of how people treat you and talk to you. Um, you know, especially in a workplace, 
don't suck it up if if you're being passed up for promotions or being if your boss is treating you in a um, unkind manner. Don't suck that up. It, it, whether it's a, a family, a friend, or a stranger, um, and it's not. And that's not to say that we need to always say something. Sometimes it's about walking away. Don't don't sit there and let someone continuous, continuously, verbally or physically abuse you. Find or at least, and if you can't walk away, plan it. Plan how you're going to depart. Plan on how you're not going to see this person. Start you know, stashing some chips away or, um, you, you know, making some connections so that this, this abuse or whatever you're going through is not something that is going to be forever. It's not going to continue to be your story uh, and, and, until the, the end of day. So uh, don't suck it up or else you're going to end up sucking things down and uh, finding yourself further and further removed from your purpose. Uh, number six, and I really love this one. The path to glory is through your story. The path to glory is through your story. Your story is so powerful. I have a friend right now who is applying, her, her daughter is applying to college and it, on, on paper, her daughter looks like everybody else who's applying for college. You know, uh, a white girl plays an instrument, speaks a language, plays a sport, and these colleges have enough of those. Like there's nothing to separate her, and so she's having a hard time getting into colleges because colleges are are so much valuing and putting so much weight on diversity on people who have overcome challenges. And you know, her, her daughter's also grew up in a very financially privileged life um, with both parents and a sibling and uh, nothing um, outwardly um, to overcome. And so, you know, I was expressing to her, like, the path to glory is your story is, yes, you play an instrument, you play sports, uh, you speak a language, but what's the story behind that? Like, those are stats, right? But the story behind why you play, are playing guitar, what you've learned, what your experiences have been, um, or even with sign language, like why is that so important to you? Getting to the why, like telling your story. A lot of us don't tell our stories. One, because we think that our story, especially if we're talking about trauma, like, well, my trauma is not as bad as their trauma like it's it's peanuts you know so I, for me to talk about what i've been through uh just seems ridiculous when they're just people out there you know go, undergoing real life trauma like it is not a big deal and it's and that's and that could be further from the truth it's so far from the truth because a lot of us think that um you know when we compare we're comparing our traumas and trauma is trauma whether it's your your parents not being home enough or your parents being home too much, that that can be traumatic. Um, whether it's uh, you know being bullied at work or at school or um, you know neglect or high, having high expectations of maybe you're you are always compared to another sibling. That's that can be traumatic. Um, you know the, the little the little things. You know maybe you're 
your mom and your father was like, I love you no matter what. Like to really hone in on how that no matter what affected you and how it guided your opinions. Um, you know, the, the, the messages that you receive from your parents or even society, right? Like there's just no way that you make it to 18 in this world and with everything that's been on the internet going on in the world between the protests, the pandemic, um, uh, globalization, uh, global warming, there's so many things that we are affected by that we are unaware of. And, and I mean, affected by directly and, and how uh, it's shaping the, the world we live in and how we navigate the world and how we perceive it. So the path to glory is through your story. And remember, your story doesn't start with you. It starts with your, your history, your, your generations before you, right? Your, your, grand, your grandmama, your grandpapa, and what their journey was like, and then your parents, and then how that all affected you. So don't think that your story starts with you. When, when people say, tell me about you, you don't have to start with, well, you know, I went uh, to, to college and got a, a degree and blah, blah, blah. And then I got a job at such and such. You can go back. You know, my, my grandfather, uh, you know, was a slave and then uh, won his freedom. Uh, he, he had to kill, you know, a slave master. And my other grandfather on my dad's side played the guitar uh, and was never a slave. And, um, you know, my grandmother... Uh, you know, lived to be 90 years old and no glasses, no, you know, there's so many stories and there's so many stories about not just your family, but the community that you grew up in and the neighborhood, the house that uh, Michelle and I live in. Uh, there was a, a missile um, uh, factory here, silo, where they built missiles for World War One and World War Two, and, uh, or for World War Two, And uh, there's a history here and, and that affects how, you know, the, the environment has an effect on us. What we know about the environment has an effect on us. So uh, remember, your story, it didn't start with you. It's not just about you. It's about uh, evolution. It's about history. It's about family. It's about community, uh, genetics. All these things uh, impact your story. So the path to glory is your story. And if you're willing to dig a little deeper, um, you, you can add great context to your life, right? Um, the seventh takeaway from Untamed, I believe seven, uh, live from your imagination, not from your indoctrination. I really love that one. Live from your imagination, not from your indoctrination. So going back to, I was talking about, you know, a, a having breakfast with Angie and Michelle and you know, my, part of my indoctrination has been to eat everything on my plate. But in my imagination is, it's like to live from my dreams of like, what do I want out of life? Not what have other people told me I should want or what the media tells me I should want, right? Like, you know, the, the media, the news, and, and even other people, your neighbors are like, oh yeah, you should get the, the new Tesla or this is the kind of life that you should have, or, you know, uh, marry two kids, a house, settle down. Like th that's all part of our indoctrination, religion, um, uh, politics. 
these are all different forms of indoctrination. Even, uh, you know, entertainment, th these are all ways that uh, we can be and are indoctrinated. So to take some time and go into your imagination of what, what does clothes look like? When you look around, most people are wearing the same thing. You think uh, it's because they're independent thinkers? No, because uh, nobody is wearing anything from the 18th century, right? But everybody in the 18th century dressed the same. And now everybody today is, you know, the women in Lululemon pants and, and yoga pants um, and guys in skinny jeans. So we're, we're all indoctrinated. And that doesn't mean that um, there's not a place for it. I don't, I'm not demonizing indoctrination. Uh, we, there's a part of us that, uh, you know, it's beneficial and effective to, to go with the masses, to go with the flow to some extent. However, not so far that we lose the peace of ourselves that, uh, you know, where, where we can dream and have imagination and add our own little touch to it, our own little flair, our own little, you know, it's like, a, like you go to a restaurant, you go to 10 different restaurants, you order omelets, you're going to get 10 different omelets because they all have, they're, they're using, the chefs are using their imagination as to what an omelet could be and not what people traditionally think of an omelet. That, like, that's what you're paying for. Like, I don't want something that I could make myself at home. I want to see what, what you, with your imagination and all the, the skills and tools and the travel, what have you brought back to me, inspire me uh, uh, from your imagination? So you can, we can do this with our clothes. We can do this with our words. You know, I, I like to use... Um, you know, at the beginning, I go, Leo Flowers. Like, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Who does that? Um, so add, add your imagination to how you show up in the world and, and how you show up for yourself. It's like, do you have to wait till the weekend to, to let loose? Or can you let loose on a Wednesday? Do you have to, uh, you know, can, is it ridiculous to take a bath in the middle of the day? Does it have to be at the end of the day? Uh, these kind of things, right? Uh, do you have to vacation only two weeks out the year or can you take off for three months or, you know, every weekend's a vacation, whatever that is, use your imagination to create uh, your life, right? Number eight, uh, this is a great one, is sometimes being brave is letting everyone else down but you, Right? When we think of bravery, we tend to think of uh, we tend to think of running into a burning building or saving someone from drowning, or um, you know just uh, uh, you know fighting for your country. And a lot of times, you know, real bravery is showing up as yourself and speaking our authentic truth, right? speaking from our heart. Um, and sometimes it, it, like this quote says is letting everyone else down, but you, you know, uh, part of the indoctrination for, for some of us is, uh, you know, you're going to go to college and do that, but in your heart, you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to take my chance in the wild. Uh, I'm going to travel 
for a year. I don't need a man mansion. I will live in a trailer. Uh, instead of becoming a doctor, I'm going to become a comedian. And, and you know, instead of uh, getting married and then having kids, I'm going to have kids out of wedlock and uh, and and raise it in in a community of of other people. Like, let everybody else down sometimes. Instead of always scrambling to be there for everyone except yourself and then what happens we burn out we are we we're exhausted um and you see this especially people who they stay late right they 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 show up to work early and then they stay late and there's a period for that right usually it, it should only be like 2 weeks you know like when you think about college and there's finals during finals week you're you're really ramping up the studying, the the amount of effort and focus that you're putting in, long hours, but that's not sustainable, right? That's why it's, it's, it's finals and then spring break or summer break or winter break and so that you can recharge and then come back and start the process all over again. However, what happens in real life is that, or outside of college, is that we treat every day like it's finals. We think we have to burn the candle at both ends. So, because we don't want to let anybody down, we have to be there for everybody. And it's like, let them down sometimes. But, you know, and, and a more, another empowering way to put it is to communicate with people what your boundaries are. To say, hey, I'm, I'll do this between this time and that time. And then for you to stick with it. A lot of times we push ourselves because we're anxious uh, and feel inadequate about our performance and our work. And so we, we tend to overdo it, but then we burn out and then we become angry and resentful. And, and then we're of no use to anybody. We, we're not able to, to, um, uh, to fulfill any orders, right? So let everybody else down except yourself. Sometimes, right? Uh, number nine, I love this one. She, because uh, Glennon Doyle struggles with depression and anxiety, and so uh, number nine, she says, when you're feeling depressed, when you're in your in your low of lows, write a letter to yourself and about what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Put that, and then when you're done, put that letter in your pocket, and then when you go see your therapist, pull that letter out and say to your therapist. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good most of the time, but this is one of those times where I'm not, and I need you to fix this part of me or to address this part of me and then let the therapist read it. Or you could read it out loud to your therapist, because a lot of times, you know, we get into depression or we get angry or we get emotional and we feel these things and think these things. And then by the time we go into therapy or we talk to someone, we forget all the things that came up for us. Where is if you, if you take the time to, to write it down or to even vo video record it or voice record it and then take that into our therapist and be like, here's all the things that I'm thinking and feeling and experiencing when I'm in a depressive or manic or anxious mood. Uh, and how do we, how do I, you know, um, prevent myself from spiraling any further? What are some coping techniques? And I, and I love that idea. And then she said, when you're, when you're feeling a, a little up, 
you know, a little when you're feeling calm is to write a letter to yourself at that moment also about the things you appreciate about yourself and love and are grateful for so that when it, when you if you don't have your therapist around, you can pull out that paper to kind of remind you and ground you um, as to who you are and what your purpose is and, and what your values are because and, and what your coping strategies are, right? Which brings us into number 10, the last uh, takeaway from Untamed. I think it was 10. I, I didn't number these actually because I have like 25 takeaways. But these are the main 10 that, that I really love. Uh, number 10, she said, know your buttons, buttons, but buttons, but buttons, buttons, but buttons. Uh, know your buttons, which I thought she was going to be like, know your triggers. I was like, all right, Glenn and Doyle. But uh, I really, this is my favorite one, number 10, uh, know your buttons. Because what she says is uh, there are two buttons, right? When, um, when we are feeling depressed, anxious, or um, a bit unglued, right? There's the easy button, and then there's the reset button. Now, the easy button is uh, when we try to cope with our feelings with food, alcohol, binging, uh, social media, sex, drugs, et cetera, et cetera, right? Those are the easy buttons that, that we reach for. She said, uh, so write those down. Write down, you know, for me, I, I'd be, I would write down Pop-Tarts, uh, Oreos. Um, I would write down alcohol, even though I don't drink, but I do have, I feel inclined to indulge in a beverage, uh, but I do not act on it. So, but it's good to be aware of it. Um, social media. Uh, what, what are my other? Sometimes ex- working out. Sometimes I, I overdo it uh, in the in the gym, uh, long hike hiking trails. So I definitely uh, TV watching too much TV. So those are definitely my easy. But but food is definitely my probably my number one food and uh, television. And then for my reset buttons, she says uh, these are things that are are more soothing, more nurturing to help ground you. So those can be like drinking water, which nine times out of ten when I'm reaching for food, I'm dehydrated. Um, most of our carb cravings are either we're dehydrated or I haven't had enough greens in my diet. And it's such a difference, uh, Leo Flowers, hydrated versus dehydrated. Um, take a nap. That's a reset button, right? A lot of times we, we try to be, we think we have to be super active and fighting this and fighting through it. But really it's about slowing down, sinking down, um, and, and grounding ourselves into ourselves. So taking a nap, taking a bath. Is go sometimes you need a bath in the middle of the day if, if it's open, if it's available to you. Meditation. And what I love about meditation is it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. Even if you took one minute, like at the beginning of this episode, you know, we took two big exhales. And for, the, for those of us who did it, um, you notice immediately a shift in how you felt. And how you connected with your with ourselves, and how we, uh, how our our bodies felt, and our skin, um, how 
grounding it is, right? And that was in two exhales, right? So if you need one right now, go ahead. Take yourself a big inhale. Hold. And exhale. Uh, last night, I went to the beach. That was my reset button uh, to hear the waves crashing. I slept like a baby when I got home last night um, to go for a walk, yoga, movement, play with the dogs, the kids, music, dancing. There's so many healthy and more effective reset buttons uh, than we know. but. We can forget and, you know, put it on a little sticky note, put it on a wall, uh, you know, have fun with uh, how you create the visual for your reset button. Today, I'm going to go get a massage. Uh, Wednesdays, I typically get acupuncture. Um, and what's my, there's a third thing that I, is acupuncture, massage. I forget. Oh. I practiced the guitar. You know, oh, the, the guitar has been uh, a lifesaver. I tell you, it's such a hard thing to learn. It's frustrating in the beginning. But I also realized that I was trying to push myself too fast, too hard. And if, if you just take your time and have the mindset of not that I want to master this or, or learn this, I, I want to, it, uh, switching it to, I want to practice this every day. It's just part of my daily practice now, the guitar. I have, I have no, like if, if I wake up one day and I've mastered the guitar, uh, whatever that means, so be it. But I'm much more fascinated by showing up daily to practice the guitar. Uh, part of it is there's so many things in the world that are out of our control and practicing is something that I have control over. I can practice my Spanish, practice my sign language, practice the guitar. These are all things that are within my control and that are nourishing to me and soothing for me and gives me that dopamine boost. Now, with these 10 takeaways, and like I said, there's so many in the book, I, I also don't want to give you the impression that, um, oh, if you do these things, or there's, uh, you'll never feel pain or discomfort or uh, anxious, or any of those things ever again. It's, it's not about, uh, hu being human is not about uh, not feeling. It's, it's, about, it's about feeling. It's about feeling all of the feelings, right? Um, but however, if, if we are reach a point where some of the feelings are, are leading to uh, behaviors that are d destructive towards us, then, then that's when it's, it's, it, might be, it might behoove you, behoove us to look at uh, you know, healthy coping strategies so that we don't completely spiral out of control. And, and also it's an opportunity for us to learn that uh, we don't have to stay in our depression. It, it's not a, a permanent residence for any of us. We can stop by, 
right? We can pay it a visit, or actually it pays us a visit, right? It's that, 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 it's that um, she calls it um, uh, the person who knocks on your door, hits your doorbell, rings your doorbell unexpectedly, and it's not even a package. You know, sometimes our, our neighbor will just stop by unannounced, like, how dare you? And depression and anxiety and, you know, other, other most sadness and grief. All these things can just stop by unannounced um, out the clear blue. And it's like, how dare you? And life is not about, you know, closing the blinds and pretending you're not home. It's about opening the door, talking to it, but not, you don't have to let it in. Or you could even let it in like, hey, come on in depression. You know, I, I knew you were going to show up at some point. And you talk to it. Don't don't let it sit on a couch. You let depression sit on the floor. You don't don't let depression get too comfortable, right? You let depression. Don't offer it any water or any tea or any beverages. No no snacks. You don't get any snacks. Depression. You don't get any social media. You don't get any TV. You don't get any. You don't get any food, right? So don't 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 be don't be don't be feeding the depression, you get nothing. Um, same thing with, you know, the anxiety and the sadness. Just don't let it in. But, but yeah, we're going to sit on the floor and because uh, we're going to make this real, don't even take your coat off. Don't take your hat. Keep, keep your coat on. Keep your hat on. Take your shoes off for sure. Don't, don't be bringing in that dirt from the outside. But, uh, but yeah, it's not about shutting the blinds because then you're shutting yourself in and um, we know that we need light to grow and to expand and to um, to experience humanity so uh that's my book review 10 takeaways uh uh from glennon doyle uh from uh from untamed by glennon doyle who I, i hope to one day have on a podcast I, she, I would really love to, to talk to her and um, hear her, her story and, and, uh, and, and pick her brain a little bit. But I'm, I'm very, uh, I feel very fortunate to have read the book. My sister read the book, loves the book. Uh, a lot, everybody, everyone I know who has read the book loves the book, unless they're, unless they're lying to me or deceiving me. But um, so check out the book. Uh, I think it's really a book for everyone. But like I said, check out Love Warrior first. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. <laughs> Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, for you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK or, the, or any of the other numbers that are listed in all of the show notes. Um, there's LGBTQ, there's domestic violence, uh, there's also resources if you need to get your mental health uh, paid for sometimes, you know, if you, if you have to check into, uh, um, uh, check yourself in, uh, those, uh, that cost can, can escalate very quickly. And so, uh, but there's help out there for you free and paid. Uh, so check that out. Um, if you are a woman who is thriving in her career, but feels lonely in, in, in her relationship, then go to thrivewithleo.com and, Um, Let's get to tomorrow together.